0: Hey guys, hope everybody's doing good. Um, I intended to do a follow up podcast on you know um, nutrition weight, and I was gonna probably argue massively in favor of of not going down the um, path straight away of thinking, hey. You know, Stephen Scullion's going to try to lose weight, and some of the things he said was really relevant. That, you know, yes, the, the top 100 guys and things like this, but um, I believe there's so many other things that you can work on first before you even need to consider, like, what your weight is or, or things like that. Um, all that was a really good idea. And, and the follow-up podcast, to me, felt like a really good idea until Boston Marathon got cancelled. And now, you know, the task now to cut down on the weight, to be really disciplined, and um I'm going to use words like strict with the diet and things like that, like, honestly that would be very very difficult now that boston's got cancelled um and i don't mind i'm not going to be stubborn with it or anything like that but i you know a lot of weeks ago <clears throat> a lot of my podcasts evolved around things like um taking life a little bit easier on yourself during the pandemic not being as strict with things like diet, speed of runs, where you run, mileage. Um, so of course naturally as I got through the the probably moments of poor motivation and you know I got over the whole this is kind of the life that we have to live now and we're in a lockdown and you know maybe you're only allowed to run once a day, maybe you're not allowed on your local track, maybe you've no gym, maybe if you're a triathlete you've no swimming pool. I felt like I did a great job of getting through that period as best I could, and a lot of the stuff I was mentioning on the podcast was probably along those lines. Like, you know, set a set a target for me. It was fifty or sixty mile a week. You know, I brought the bike into play. There was there was just this relaxed attitude. Um, if you're if you're professional and you're like me, the relaxed attitude can only last for so long. And then you kinda get hungry and you get a bit more driven and you start to get a bit more excited about maybe races coming up. And and I guess that's the role that Boston was playing. So I, I first thing I'm gonna say is I really believe the weight thing was 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 a thing, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna point that out. I'm not backtracking on the weight thing. Um I'm just very, very carefully trying to figure out how long this is going to last you know like i guess when things start to open up a bit and when lockdowns start to calm down a bit and you know you can you 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 get hope right now hope is amazing but hope is obviously also quite detrimental if if the things that you built your hopes up about end up being cancelled anyway case in point boston marathon um i don 't want to be lighter for the sake of being lighter i I can tell you right now i without being arrogant, cocky egotistic things like this like i I really like my body. I really appreciate my body um, <clears throat> you know when the or the psychologist that I work with gary um, one of the pillars that we used to talk about was body image. And my body image was always an 8 or a 9 out of 10. Um, I was always very happy with where my body was at, whether it was how I, how I viewed myself, whether it was, did I think I was muscly, did I think I was in good shape, did I think I was lean, you know, was I happy with my body image? No, I wanted to lose weight because if the top 100 guys in the world, and I'm not going to repeat that stat, it's pointless, um, That was my only reason if I thought it could help my next marathon performance. Um, Now, if Boston is gone, then my next marathon performance could be, you know, I don't know. It could be, let's say I thought about Valencia in December. Will Valencia exist? Can anyone promise me that Valencia will exist? not anymore, I had so many people telling me great things about Boston, and the idea of it being an elite field only, and you know, all this sort of stuff, and to be honest, like, it's really crushed me, like, not like, not like to the extent of not training, or anything like that, but it's, it's definitely made me sort of aware that we're not over this yet, and so, you know, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, yet. And so, you know, if a bag of Haribo or, um, you know, a bit of extra curry sauce with your dinner um, helps you not go crazy, um, who the fuck am I to tell you not to do that? And I never was telling anybody not to do that. I was suggesting that myself personally may... Go down a route of not doing that. And and I thought for good reason, because I thought if I could over the next two months get myself to like sixty seven kilograms, something like that, well then with eight weeks to go to Boston, you know, this is this is planned, this is well thought out. This is get yourself in a good place to go with eight weeks to go to Boston, and then those final eight weeks to Boston, that could be your final push. Um, and maybe you would get down to like 65, 66 kilograms. Um, but by the looks of things, um, the next marathon might not be until, I don't know, are we going to start accepting the situation and saying that, let's be honest, it's probably going to be next year. Um, I, don't, I don't love that. You know, it makes me sad. It makes me sad that this is going to be a year where, yet again, I'm going to do a race in January. And then I'm not gonna race again until fuck. I don't know. Excuse my language. But um, look it is it is pretty shitty and I'm not gonna go on and on about it or bore you with the details. I I told you guys a few facts on the last podcast. and um, I had a lot of people get in touch and, you know, name these athletes and um, <clears throat> I think anyone that has got in touch would agree um that Nothing that was sent was in any way conclusive to suggest that somebody even over ten stone um, could be. And bear in mind, medals are are very important hardware. We're not we're not talking about coming top fifteen, and um, we're not talking about guys that are really good at marathon because like. I might be being cocky, but I already think I'm pretty good, you know, like, that's not the conversation, I'm not suggesting you can't be very good, I'm just suggesting you probably can't be top three, or top five in the world very good, which, as we all know, like, we all know that I could drop 20 pounds, and still not be top three to top five in the world, because... Some of us just aren't top three to top five in the world. It's 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 such a hard achievement. So so actually, you know, it's not that I'm not accepting it, right? If I if I was already 130 pounds, right, and that's that's a that's a fact. And I think it was in a book. I think it was an Alex Hutchinson book called Endure. I'm pretty sure that's what it was, but I can't remember. Um, I also googled it today. And apparently I mentioned it in a, I think it was an Irish Times article not that long ago and um, when I was talking about the rugby comeback and things like that. But look, if I was, if when I read that caption and it said, top 100 in the world, five foot seven, 132 pounds, and I'd already done all my altitude training and I'd already focused for 15 years, you know, let's say I had done the 10,000 hours that people talk about and I had worked on my psychology and my sleep and my nutrition and I had done everything and I was 40th in the world. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's fine. The the reason we all compete, I think, is to see our own potential, right? And so not everybody can be top three to five in the world, but I just seen it as something that might be able to help. It might not even be possible. I don't even know if my weight can drop down much. You know, maybe I'm already perfect weight for for me personally. I I don't know the answer to that, right? But where I'm going with this today is Boston. <laughs> Boston was you know taken away. Um, it just fuck me. It was like a subtle text message from Haas, like, oh yeah, by the way, here's a screenshot of. Um, the race organizer telling us that boston 's gone and and I kind of like brushed it off and didn 't think anything of it and and then I just got sad because I just realized like how much I really wanted it to happen um how much I was so excited to just put myself on a start line again and you know be held accountable to to all this to, you know most of the reason I think the podcast has been somewhat successful and somewhat useful is because you can listen and you can sit and you can you can disagree with me and 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 then all of a sudden I've maybe gone to a race or gone to a marathon or stood on a start line and you've probably maybe you've sat in your house and you've thought well let's see if all this shite he was talking actually paid off or you know the training that he was doing that maybe you believed in or you didn't let's see if it pays off and I loved that. I loved putting myself on start lines. I loved, you know, maybe telling people on the podcast that I wanted to run 2.12 or 2.11 or... I loved it. And it's just been fucking taken away this year. And it sucks. Um, But it sucks for us all. And so this is not a podcast to mope and cry and whine. It just is what it is. But it hurt. And what I'll tell you is... I haven't quite, I don't know the answer to what I'm about to say yet, but I, I haven't really decided if I'm still going to try to lose weight. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I, I don't know if I have it in me to ration my dinner and not eat sweets and not eat chocolate. But like I'm telling you, I fucking love sweets and chocolate. This is not... it's it's the reason I probably ended up carrying a few pounds over and and the shape I am is because I like food and I like all these things and I don't like the idea of not um, enjoying these things but if it came down to making that next jump in the running world versus not making it well then I would eliminate those things every time Um, but unfortunately if the opportunity is not gonna present itself to make a jump in performance, it might be detrimental, right? And and this is where this is where it gets if you you know let's say you decided that in order to make the next step in in racing, you know, you needed to lose ten pounds and you knew that there was a risk. Um, that you might get fatigued, you might you might like your bone density can go down, things like that. There's there's definitely risks, and I wanted to do a podcast that told everybody the reason I've probably been so durable over the years is because I've I've ate well. That's such an important thing in order to sustain high volumes of training over a twenty year period. You have to fuel the body as well as you can. And a lot of people that end up getting um, stress fractures and illnesses all the time and fatigue and and things like this, a lot of the time it can come back that it was malnourishment. Um, But if Boston was going to exist and, you know, I really thought I was I still think it would help to drop a bit of weight. Like, I'll be honest with you. I do. But I just don't know if I have it in me, if I'm being completely transparent. Um, I, 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 I did three days ago, two days ago. I, I did um, fucking 18 hours ago when Boston was still on the cards because that's all I was thinking about. And I knew everything I was doing was leading to a day where I could go and test it, test the theory, test if it helped. Maybe it didn't. Um, maybe with four miles to go instead of being really powerful, you, you're, you're tired, you're fatigued. You can't test that in training. It's impossible. Unless you go and run 26.2 miles, you cannot test whether or not what you're doing is working. Your your 10-mile tempo can be quicker. Your 15-mile tempo can be quicker. Your long run can be quicker. Your speed work can be quicker. But there's nothing quite like getting to three miles to go in a marathon and and seeing did it work because that's when you'll find out with three to four miles to go. You won't find out in your ten mile tempo. Your ten mile tempo gives you an idea. Your 15 miler, your long runs, they, they give you an idea of if things are working. But it doesn't paint the whole picture. Nothing really paints the whole picture until like I say, you're fucking three miles to go in a marathon where there's wind where there's hills where there might be rain where you might be by yourself and and you gotta suck it up and you gotta get home and if everything you did in the build-up was better than what you've done in previous build-ups you stand a pretty good chance of running a pb or not even a pb your best marathon result ever if everything you did in the preceding couple of months didn't pay off you probably won't run a pb um So look, I need to make that call, I need to decide. I haven't even, I've been very lax about this, but um, I was using Boston as my goals, my aims, things like that. I now need to take a step back. I now need to say, okay, Boston isn't existing. What are the goals now, Stephen? What are you gonna aim for now that Boston is no longer happening? Um, And and I need to figure that out. I'm not looking forward to figuring that out. Um because I don't really know what else to aim for if it's not races. Sorry, I'm doing a wee bit of tidying, so um I'm just trying to make sure that turbo sits a bit nicer than takes up so much fucking space like. But I forgot that it folded down a wee bit. Um yeah, being honest, I don't I don't know what to aim for. It's tough. Um and and like I said, as far as transparency goes, I don't mind saying I might not be able to. You know, one of the things I really look forward to at the minute was like fish and chips on a Friday, um, a burger and chips maybe on a Friday the week later, etc., etc. Um, and and it really helped me get through everything. Um, I don't think, I think. It's fair to say this week was 16 weeks to go to Boston, and that got me really excited because once it gets within four months of a big race, I really feel like it's time to start narrowing that focus on the big race. You know, for some people, they'd, they'd put a picture up on their wall of Boston Marathon. For others, you know, they might put a picture of their fucking competition on a dartboard. I don't know. Whatever works for you. Everybody's different. Um... 16 weeks to go, I thought what I could do to help push things forward, I thought what I could do to help make sure Boston was my best result ever was to try to cut down a bit of beef. I knew how tough it was going to be. Um, people tell me this all the time. You know, they've heard rumors that the Olympics might not even happen next year. I don't know who is reporting these rumors um, for example, there was also rumours that Dublin Marathon would be an Irish elite only race. Someone messaged me that on Instagram, um, and I I speak to Jim Ockney. You know, like me and Jim, I I hope would are friends. You know, like it, We have had a quite a close relationship with Dublin Marathon Mission. Jim Ockney is the race director for Dublin Marathon. You know, we would speak not regularly, but you know, we we have each other's contact details and things like that. I asked Jim, is that a rumour? And Jim said, it's the first I've heard of it. <laughs> so I think that gave me the answer that I needed to know. So rumours are, well, look, they're they're called a rumour for a reason. Um, I have heard rumours that the Olympics may or may not exist. I don't know how much um, depth there is to that rumour. Um, so look... What do you do? Do you do you crack on? Do you do you up your discipline? Do you cut down the diet? Do you, do you not buy in the Haribo and the sweets and and or do you indulge with moderation during a time of struggle? Is it a time of struggle? I don't know. These are these are all things that I just don't know. I don't know the answers today, guys, and I'm sorry about that. And um, I was so sure. And um, a day or so ago that I that, that I was on to something and that it was a, a big push that I wanted to make and you know that it would really pay off and you know maybe I would go to Boston and come who knows top ten, top five, just stamp myself forward a wee bit again and and back up some of my really good performances. But as per usual at the moment, um you know that that opportunity to do that has been taken away because of COVID, because of coronavirus, etc., um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And that's that's fine. I'm just trying to figure out what I do now, um, which is tough. So, look, training-wise, it has still been an easy week. I've been, I don't know, I've just been. It's almost like I'm. I was talking to um, I, I I speak quite regularly to a, a coach in Ireland who um, I will not name for now. Um, I mean, eventually I will, and that's fine. Um, but you know, I, I I speak to an Irish coach, and you know, he's been helping me with um, like training during coronavirus, and and we were we were speaking today, and. I was telling him that, you know, one of my weaknesses is I really struggle to just put together weeks of training without racing. I love racing. You guys have learned that from now. I was telling him about 2019 when I really struggled um, because, you know, I didn't do a spring marathon. And if you remember back, that's when, you know, I thought I had fatigue and all things like this. And the more I thought about it, it just became clear that I don't think I had fatigue I think I was just being pretty lazy and, you know, complacent with my training. And and it led to me not being as fit as perhaps I've, I've been in the past. Um, So, you know, I was kind of going through that, kind of explaining that. And um one of the things I've wanted to do recently, and I tweeted about this the other day, and it was like I was going to run over mountains and I was going to do it for charity. And <clears throat> I was sort of just suggesting that I think I've got to the point where there's a there's a risk and there's a danger that I do something quite destructive, um, because I'm bored, right? You know we're all I think we're all bored in our training, and I'm definitely an athlete that relishes racing and doesn't like just lengthy periods of training without without any results or without any tests or without anything like that. And and I know you can do time trials, but time trials just. They just don't do it for me because, like, it's the same reason why when I'm in the park and I could run a 29.30 for 10K, you know, I just need to run up and round the fucking bend and it's a 29.30 for 10K. And I just don't give a shit. I just stop at six mile because (laughs) what does it mean? You know, like, training's training. Racing's racing. Racing has so much more value to me, and it's so exciting, and I love the pressure, and I love the expectation, and I love having to execute race plans and things like this, but in fairness, it might be time that I start being okay um, with time trials. Maybe it's time to, um, you know, start, like, that could be the new running for now. (laughs) Time trials might be all we have, Um, And that's kind of where I'm going with that. Like, I I don't know that I'm definitely going to do a time trial, um, but I might do something. Um, I I just feel like I need to do something. Um, Now, the conversation today um, was more along the lines of, I actually just need to start taking one day at a time, stop worrying, um, and, and, you know, not overcomplicate or overthink everything that's happening, just wake up. Try to crack on with um, the the training that you know perhaps we talked about that day and we talked about doing that day and the reason I asked um, and and more specifically an Irish coach or anything like that you know when I when I'm in Flagstaff Haas has helped me with training and um, but I, I I wanted someone from home that could understand the situation here. Um, that, you know, like would be available at 11 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning if I were to jog to a park and I couldn't do a session in that park and, and I'd be able to bounce that idea off them. um, and, and that was really, so to get to the bottom of why I wanted that in place was because I was starting to think about these like destructive ideas of how I could sort of deal with COVID. You know, my first idea, and you guys will remember this, was I'm going to run 5K once a week and break 15 minutes. Um, And that was the first idea. That was the first like, you know, that'll really help. It'll it'll motivate me every week and it'll be something to look forward to. And um, it'll be it'll be challenging. And, and, you know, that lasted a couple of weeks until my back hurt. Uh, And then once my back hurt, I wasn't able to do a 5K sub 15 minutes and I had to take a couple of days off. And then my next idea was, I I looked up, and I'm not joking, I looked up the Irish 50K record, and I thought what I might do is just go and try to run it. You know, I I know I can sit fairly comfortable at 5.20 per mile, and maybe I'll go and do that. And then my next idea was maybe on the day of Belfast Marathon, I'll run a marathon, and, and I'll run quicker than what the winner ran last year. And truth be told, all these ideas... We're just becoming like reckless. And and so I asked um, a, a coach to step in and, and you know, help me out and be there for me when I'm sort of maybe about to act a little bit reckless or do something a little bit stupid. Um, and, and this week, I got to tell you, was the first that I sort of acknowledged that, don't get me wrong, training's been going really good. So I think it's fair to say. The training side of things has been great. But this week is the first. I'm, like, I'm not saying the training's good or bad, right? The training has been great. I'm, I'm training well. Sometimes the training isn't the most. Sorry, I'm trying to pack a par hose. Sometimes the training isn't the most fundamentally difficult thing to get right. The timing of training is really important. Um, how you execute training is really important. And sometimes in order to time the training right, sometimes in order to execute the training right, actually what you needed was someone to hold you accountable. Um, if, I, if I wasn't communicating with a coach at the moment, and it was just me, and it was me setting my own stuff while I'm back in Ireland, I would have been running over the mountains all week, especially when Boston got shut down. Um, and I'm not saying that would have been a bad thing but I definitely believe there was a lot of risk attached to me going and and racing over mountains, and so it was actually today that I sort of acknowledged and I and you know I told um, the coach that I think this week is you know been one of the first times if we think back to like you know two months ago or so ago um, when we first sort of started having conversations, um, one of the one of the main things. Was that I I knew during the during this period when there is no reason and and during this period when it is tough for everybody I might get to a point where I start to be a bit reckless Irish fifty k what if I go to Victoria Park and do thirty laps of Victoria Park and and break the Irish fifty k record and do what upload it to Strava and and get a few kudos, <laughs> it'd be fucking cool, don't get me wrong. But will it help me become a better marathon runner later on in my career? I really don't know. Um, I don't know the answer. Um, so yeah, look, it's, it's been a pretty shitty day. It's not the follow-up that I was hoping. The follow-up that I was hoping was gonna tell everybody to work on their nutrition, to tell everybody to work on their SNC, to tell everybody to work on yoga, consider an altitude tent, and consider speed work. Consider ask. Consider asking a coach to help set you smarter training. And um, consider working on your 5K, 10K to help your marathon. That was what this podcast was supposed to be about. Before you started thinking about losing five pounds, um, and to tell you the truth, I don't even know if I want to focus on losing five pounds now. And and it seriously is something that I need to. Have that think about. Um, I, I'm 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 massively backtracking. Um, and it's not that I am an indecisive person and, and I do change my mind quite a bit, but this is different. This is just maybe it's maybe it's strategy. Um, I, I, I can tell you that I can tell you that when I put my name down, whenever I put my name down for another marathon and I get the four months to go. I'll be doing exactly what I've just talked about doing, um, but I but I don't know when that'll be. Um, now, I guess something to think about would be: do I try to lose a little bit in the interim to make that job easier? Maybe, um, but yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I'm just throwing that mop water out over the patio. Gives it a wee clean. Um, yeah, too many I don't knows, and I I am sorry about that. Um, but look, it wouldn't be the first time that I've been, I've gone back on something, or I've been unsure about something. Um, and and yeah, you know there might there might be a there might be a happy medium. You might find I like, cut back on some things, um, but I still have, and and I suppose that's the way. I, I in fairness, I think that's the way I already am. I already think there is a moderation to, you know, my life and. Um, I already think I keep it in a pretty good balance. One thing I thought about earlier was, isn't it really fucking sad that when you run 90 mile a week, and obviously I've been doing cycling and things like this, isn't it fucking sad that you even need to think about what you eat? Absolutely mental, it's it's very, uh, it kinda sucks. Um, But yeah, that's the way it goes. So I now have a pretty clean apartment it's something that I've tried to do a much better job Um, I'm just messy and like like messy messy means the pair of running shoes that I might have wore might just sit by the everything just just ends up sitting and and I'm, I'm glad that it sits there because then the next time I go to use it it's sitting right there for me and I think oh awesome look that's sitting so handy for me but what ends up happening is I used to be in Hass's house and I'd say to myself, God, the kitchen's getting a wee bit messy. And then I'd kind of like look around the kitchen and I'd be like, I think everything in this kitchen that's messy is mine. And then I'd probably feel bad and be like, oh, I better tidy it. Sometimes, most of the time, you know, I will just let it sit for another few days. So I am naturally pretty messy. Um, but when you have a dog you have to be better because the dog's probably pretty messy and rips things apart. And um, so one thing I try to do is which I'm doing right now is like I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen 10, 11, 12, 13 things sitting on a table and it's like moisturizing cream, a speaker, sunglasses, of woolly gloves, no idea why they're sitting there. A return label for a power wash, my heart rate monitor, my running watch, aftershave, deodorant, I think those pins were for a net that I bought to stop flies coming in when I opened the window. Car keys, house keys, Amazon fire stick remote. That's a lot of really useless information I just told you, but that sort of gives you a little rundown. That's one little table in the living room. Uh there's just stuff. Stuff like there's a permanent marker sitting on top of the microwave, a thank you card, some Immune blend essential oil for like this little, like it's not a vapor, but imagine a little device that, like, gives off like it evaporates like oils and and smelly things, and it's supposed to be really nice. And garlic, there's a garlic, and there's just heaps of shite everywhere. To be truthfully honest, and so once a week, usually on a Friday when I have like an easier week like this or an easier day, I do my best to clean and. And try to get rid of some of that clutter. Because I think a really simple looking apartment with far less clutter is really healthy. Um, And I think it makes you feel really good about yourself whenever you do. Whenever you go sit down and you look around and you just go, wow, nice. Um, You know that it was worth it. And yeah, everything looks really nice. and, And basically for half an hour, Nala just follows me around the apartment keeping an eye on what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, look, thanks for listening, guys. Um, sorry if you <laughs> if you got all riled up about the big diet, and now the big diet might be off. Um, I apologize for that. Um, I, I, again, I, I do think there's a value in it. I'm not going back on why. The why, I think, was pretty important. If you read... If you Google what I said about the top 100 performances, and I think if you Google, maybe if you Google my name and what I said about the top 100 performances, it brings up the article, which I found out today, that I wrote or, or was written about me. I think it's the Irish Times or it's the Irish Independent or, you know, one of the papers. Um, and and it, it talks about working with the nutritionist to lose a bit of weight and, um, you know, like the... My counter argument: uh, Are you sure you need to lose weight? Was basically you know telling her to Google top hundred marathons height and weight, and you know the statistic is the statistic five foot between five five and five seven and um one hundred and twenty four to one hundred and thirty pounds. And it, I think that's that's pretty factual. The what I'm understanding right now is timing. It might not be the best time. To do that, I I didn't even all I did was tell the podcast. It's not like since I told I said the podcast I talked to somebody or you know my psychologist or my nutritionist or anything like that. I haven't, Um I just found out that Boston was cancelled, and I don't know if I have. Is it dedication? Is it willpower? Is it you know? I'm already licking my fucking lips about efficient chips tonight. <laughs> and I don't think it makes me a bad athlete right now um it, it may not be the best thing to have in the build-up to the next marathon if i am trying to cut a little bit down but you know having a wee fish and chips tonight might be absolutely epic now that i think about it um, and it might just help me deal with everything that's going on who knows i might feel really guilty after and decide tomorrow that i am cracking on with that diet um but yeah i lasted like three days Maybe three days, maybe three and a half. Um, that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, look, everybody take care. Um, be safe, be smart. I hope you guys are enjoying training. Um, I'm going to map out a few goals over the next few days. Now that Boston's gone, I think there's talk of the Great North Run. Um, I don't even know if I want to get my hopes up about something existing or not existing. I think the goal needs to be very simple. I think you need to be trying your best to be in pretty good shape, not super super shape, um, not dying to race because there's no guarantee when races will exist. I think you need to be in a good place mentally, a good place, um, physiologically, so fitness in a good place. And you know, when racing does pick up again, you know you're you're not too far away from being in pretty good race shape. Um, okay guys, you all take care and thank you very much for listening.